Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday, hump day, if you will. Packers have not yet announced their brand new finalized coaching staff, so we still wait for official word from the green and gold, but we do know from various reports, starting with Matt Schneidman at The Athletic and Tom Silverstein with the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, that Aaron Hill from the San Francisco 49ers, a former assistant there, will be taking over from Chris Gizzy, the former strength and conditioning coordinator in Green Bay. He'll be given that job whenever that's made official. I have a little doubt we'll probably hear from him at some point. Looking less and less likely that that'll happen before the combine, though. Obviously, combine stuff kicks off next Tuesday, I'd expect, although this hasn't been made official yet, I'd expect Brian Gutekunst to speak to the assembled media on Tuesday at some point. Uh, next week in Indianapolis, and maybe after the proceedings in Indianapolis, we'll finally get to hear from um, Jeff Halfley, Aaron Hill, and others. But uh, at the moment, uh, nothing, like I said, has been announced by the Green and Gold. But here, I, the one thing I did want to touch on today before we get going is, um, look, I I understand that over the course of the last however many years, Injuries in general have been a very kind of hot button topic in Green Bay amongst not just fans, but people with the team. Right. And no matter how much data you show people, no matter how much you point out that the Packers have actually not been uh, terrible when it comes to losing starters to games and games lost to injury and things of that nature. And especially in relation to the rest of the league, they're you know, they've been swimming middle of the pack for a lot of the time. And in fact, what, two years ago, they were pretty much one of the healthier teams in the league. Again, by going by data. Um, but none of that seems to matter. It, I know people get so frustrated when they see the admittedly uh, elongated lists put out uh, during the week, every, every week during the season. Um, the injury report in Green Bay always does seem to resemble some kind of CVS receipt and yes, there's certainly something to be said for the way the Packers go about declaring their injuries. And I know there's been a lot of rumblings of them over-reporting and putting every little thing on there, etc. I mean, I think there's some truth to that. But I just hope, because every time one of those CVS receipt-type uh, injury reports comes out, I get inundated. And I mean, it never fails with people in some kind of way, responding and alluding to the strength and conditioning program or coaches who are clearly the root cause of this and this needs to be addressed. Well, Matt LaFleur has addressed it, folks, and you're going to get your wish. I just hope you understand that Aaron Hill's not coming in here and performing miracles. They're still playing NFL football. There's still going to be a lot of dudes getting banged up and missing games. That is going to happen regardless. Now, Obviously, the hot button thing has been soft tissue injuries and the way that things like hamstrings have proliferated around the team. I know Matt had expressed some frustration earlier in the season around that subject. And who knows, maybe Aaron Hill comes in here with all sorts of new thinking and is able to kind of tamp down on those types of injuries, especially in season, because here's the other component here. You got to remember most of the training these guys do throughout the offseason is done away from prying eyes of the team. You know, it's done individually and with other kind of coaches, trainers, what have you. 
um, sometimes with, you know, programs with other NFL players and uh, lots of agencies put guys together to work out in the offseason. But, you know, they're doing this individually and or in a small group away from the Packers and away from the strength and conditioning program. So, you know, when we talk about how guys are wired, well, they're wiring themselves months on end away from the team. So it seems really weird to me to then turn around and blame soft tissue injuries, which generally would be, you know, I would think a product of how a guy's made up, how he's been training in the offseason. Well, the strength and conditioning coach doesn't have a whole lot of say over that. So I just think there there are a lot of layers here, and I'm excited to get Aaron Hill in the building and see if he can produce some kind of material results, some difference, make some difference when it comes to the soft tissue stuff. Um, but outside of that, he's not stopping people from tearing their ACLs or getting shoulder separations or breaking stuff. You know, this is going to happen because they play a violent game and guys are going to miss time and the injuries will happen. They will be part of football until we all perish from this earth. So just want folks to understand that and hopefully temper their expectations of this sudden drastic reduction in injuries, which, by the way, ain't happening hello to everybody in the comment section hope you're all doing well good to see everybody already mixing it up we got sleep enjoyer that's a handle right there nags it's my birthday go pack go well happy birthday sleep enjoyer i hope you get some sleep on your birthday that you can enjoy and i also hope you enjoy some stuff while you're awake that's dope as hell man happy birthday roberto what's going on man 63 and 50 stepped up faced elite defensive ends all year you're not lying man i mean it's interesting too because they obviously had pretty different seasons as far as walker or tom but by the end especially yes they were both really cooking uh that 49ers game walker played very well against some elite competition and zach tom was just i mean an absolute picture of consistency throughout most of the season what's crazy is you look at walker and his play, say, you know, September, October, and then you compare it to December and January. I mean, it's a different player. It's a different dude out there. Um, and that's exciting. Um, who knows? I, there's a, every possibility that he, he hasn't stopped developing and hasn't even reached his full potential yet. And that's got to make you excited if you're a Packers fan. No question about it. Xavier, what's going on? I need Darius Robinson in green and gold. Go Pack Go! Haven't watched him yet, but I'm sure he'll be a fine addition. But hey, if you need it, then we're going to have to make it happen. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? Random Packer of the day, Nags. Philip Epps. Phil Epps. There you go. That's a that's a solid one. It's a solid uh, random Packer to start off the chat. Oh, I love these. Menace 712. Today's NFL is still considered violent. That's adorable. Um, yes, actually. And I understand that, no, they're not allowed to hit the way they used to, especially in the defensive secondary and especially around the quarterback. But come talk to me when you've talked to some NFL vets of recent vintage who are having trouble getting in and out of their cars or, you know, just doing day-to-day -day tasks or having trouble, you know, remembering what they did with their kids yesterday. Don't ever be so flippant about what these guys are doing on the field. Because it is a car crash on every goddamn play. And they're doing it for your entertainment. And yes, they're handsomely compensated. I'm not dismissing that. But man, anyone 
who thinks it's not a violent game needs to go down onto a sideline in a game and, and get educated. They aren't playing tiddlywinks out there, and they ain't tickling each other. Shit is violent as hell. Josh, what's going on, man? Do you think the right guard positions position is Ryan's to lose? I don't think so. Not yet. I think he'll definitely, obviously, be in the mix, right? I think there's zero question that if they – dependent on what happens in the draft, but if they, you know – get through the draft where they don't use a premium pick on a guard, which I suspect will be the case, but you never know. Yeah, I think you start off-season workouts, he'll probably be with the starters to begin, but I don't think it's being handed to him, and I don't think it's, quote, his to lose. Um, he certainly did really nice work throughout you know, the second half of the season when, they were, when he was splitting time with Runyon, but he's got a ways to go, and you heard, I believe, Steno talk about it a few times, right? Um, as far as doing really solid, really good work in the run game, but still needing a lot of kind of improvement in pass pro. And we all know that is what makes this team go. You know, the passing game, passing protection, making sure that quarterback is upright. Got to be upper echelon to kind of be handed that gig, you know. And again, we, he certainly improved. And he's certainly light years ahead of where he was hell, last season especially, but even beginning the start of this year, hell, during training camp. Um, he was still, you know, uh, I mean, he showed improvement right out the gate. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, it was still pretty kind of trepidatious around the idea of him being in the starting lineup when you're coming out of training camp. And he battled the hell out of the kind of last two months of the season. And I think, you know, again, he'll be penciled in as starter, but I think he'll be given some competition. Jake, what's up, man? Random Packer of the Day, 1938, number 42, Leroy Showman, out of Marquette, my great uncle. Cool to have a family member who blocked for Lambeau and Hudson. Dude, that's amazing. I would wear that like pride. I hope you have a customized jersey. That's awesome, dude. Uh, no member of my family had anything to do with the Packers ever, other than my mother campaigning against the tax uh, that, <laughs> that they utilized in Brown County back in the day to refurbish Lambeau. True story. Mom was not a Packers fan. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? You and Corey doing another draft stream, Nags? You better believe it. Does the Pope wear a funny hat? Yeah, we'll be live all three days. No question about it. Um We've got a lot of balls in the air, so to speak, when it comes to what that's going to look like this year. We're talking to a couple of different entities as far as maybe some live in-person stuff. Definitely still doing the stream, but this would be in addition and kind of augmenting it. Maybe a some kind of draft party aspect. Um, yeah, a lot going on. But yes, fret not. We'll be down there. Nitty gritty. Seventh round. Totally delirious. Still live streaming three days in. No question about it. Matthew, what's going on? Missed you, Nags. Go back, go. Matthew? I missed you, too. No question about it. Mr. Mikey Riggs, Nags, you've dragged me back in. Just when you think you're out, I drag you back in. Because you saw the hot topic of the day here, talking about the strength and conditioning coach. Here's how you know you're a Packers junkie. If you see here on YouTube, right, that little indicator 
button light, whatever that, that says that the channel is live. And then you see the topic being, oh, it's the new strength and conditioning coach. And you actually join. Yeah, you're you're, you're a Packer nerd, which is fine because that's what we are here. It's good. I get it. Xavier, what's going on? What are your thoughts on the cornerback room? Feel like Packers Twitter is split. Appreciate the content, Nags. One of the best. Thank you, Xavier. Um, I know, I, I believe this is probably um, coming off of Justice's article over there at Acme Packing Company. Uh, we had a fun back and forth uh, a couple days ago regarding this subject about, you know, Justice is completely incredulous as to why people think corner is a need. And I think that's adorable. Um, and I was, I was heartened to see some of his uh, Acme Packing brethren Uh, talking about how they are trying to convince him not to settle for Keyshawn Nixon as uh, the standard at nickel, which, by the way, is the correct point of view. So I think, yeah, I think it's a need. I think both perimeter corner and slot corner are a need in Green Bay. I understand you, yes, you have Jair Alexander, who is certainly a chess piece, and I know Justice has indicated he'd like to see Jair moved inside something i've been pining for for years but the packers don't seem amiable to going that way now they do have a new coaching staff and they do have a new scheme and everything so maybe maybe they go that route right but even then fine now you're talking about what valentine and stokes on the outside you can't count on stokes in any meaningful way he is a wild card right now the the man barely played last year We know he was coming back from injury, and as soon as he did, he got hurt again with the hamstring and then missed all that time. And then when he came back, I was literally just watching the Tampa game again today. Between the Tampa game and the Carolina game, yikes. I mean, there's no way you can head into a season next year and say, we're counting on Eric Stokes. I mean, look, this is not to besmirch his good name or anything like that. I know he's working his ass off, but man. They need a lot better from Stokes, and they need him on the field, which they haven't been able to count on in over a year. You know, so that's a wild card, right? And then Valentine certainly showed promise. Certainly, probably, you know, outkicked his coverage as far as being a seventh-round pick and playing as much as he did in his rookie season. You certainly liked what you saw, and again, you did see some slot versatility at the end of camp in that Patriots preseason game. So, there's some ability there and maybe there's you know a way to start utilizing him across the formation a little bit more but man yeah no that and that's those are your three nah nah i i want i want more competition and i want more talent at a position where not only are you out three four on in dime situations on the regular in the nfl but man you all you, all you got to do is look at this past season with the Green Bay Packers, where at the start of the year, like, well, when we get Stokes back. Well, those are champagne problems. And then all of a sudden, everyone's hurt. Rasul's traded, and boom, you're down to Valentine and Ballantyne. And opposing podcasters are making fun of the fact that the Packers are picking their corners by Ryan scheme. You know, it, it's and look, those guys did fine work, but man, you can go from we got some talent there to we got nothing in the cupboard real quick. At a position that is, A, a premium position in the NFL. There's a reason the Packers and other teams always are targeting corners early in the draft. And B, in a defense where you're going to be starting over, you've got a whole lot of things kind of open 
and a new coach, a new defensive coordinator who has a history of working with defensive backs. Let's give him stuff to work with. That's where I fall. Uh, your mileage may vary. What else we got, folks? Matthew, thanks again, man. The wife dragged me out. Nags dragged me back. <laughs> Go back. Oh, oh baby. Rai Rai, what's going on? Will Green Bay keep Nixon squarely as a return specialist? Whew. I think they'd like to. Um, and then, of course, as a depth piece in regards to playing corner. But, man, I, I got to suspect Keyshawn's going to want to test the market and probably find some team willing to pay him a decent amount of money that the Packers will not be. That's my guess. Now, we got a ways to go. You know, I think, what is it, March 11th? when the legal tampering period opens up and we got the whole combine next week, we'll start to hear all sorts of chatter about who's talking to who about extensions and things of that nature. So who knows, maybe we hear something there, but I suspect they're going to let him hit the market. And when that happens, he's going to find a team that's going to pay him. And green Bay is not going to want to match it, especially just as a returner. That is just total guesswork sitting here right now, but that's, that's where I'm, that's where I'm thinking that's all headed right at this moment. Nick, what's going on, man? Halfway meeting with the media tomorrow. Woo-woo, our national nightmare is over. Of course, Wallers waited till I was live to set out that press release. I see you, Wallers. You're not sly. You're not, you're not tricky. So we'll hear. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for those of you asking, which I'm sure two of you are, we will be absolutely having a live watch party of the Jeff Halfley presser. Come on. We have to, right? I mean, if we're going to watch Goody's presser, we got to watch Halfley's presser together. Let's do it. Mike Witt, what's going on, man? First Packer memory is Packers-Washington Monday Night Football game, 1983. That's your first memory? That's a good memory. I remember that game. I remember sitting cross-legged in front of my dad, one of those very, very, very rare Monday Night games for the Packers, and the fact that it was in Lambeau was even more amazing. And the fact that dad let me stay up to watch it, man. And then you get that game? That's a good memory right there, man. That is a good first memory. Xavier, thanks again. Sometimes when seeing all the amazing Packers content creators, I sit back and wonder if other fan bases are as blessed as us. Go back, go. Man, I don't know. I think blessed is doing a lot of work in that sentence, but I thank you. Um, and no, yeah, no, there aren't, you know, reams of podcasts and, and Twitter accounts and YouTube channels for every team. Now, there are a lot of those types of things for a lot of teams, but not every team. That is for sure. Menace, what's going on, man? Speaking of DBs, rewind the clock, Nags. You can re-sign one, Micah or Casey, who you got. Oh, it's always Micah. I've talked about this so many times. It's 100% Micah. No shade or disrespect to Casey Hayward, but it's always going to be Micah for me because it never made sense. Letting Casey Hayward walk when they did made sense at the time. Letting Micah walk never, ever in a million years made sense. You're going to get me all upset again. <sighs> Riled Mouse, thanks for joining us. Any ideas how you'll handle covering the draft when it's in Green Bay? I'm considering going, but it sounds a little overwhelming. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see how they kind of, I don't set things up, right? They still haven't, obviously they don't need to yet, but they still haven't even indicated where the actual draft, like where the guys will walk up, give Goodell the hug, et cetera, where that's going to be held. Is it going to be held in Lambeau? 
across the street in Titletown. Uh, we don't know yet. Um, and then, yeah, the area around Lambeau is going to be nuts. It is going to be crazy. As far as how we'll handle covering the draft, uh, yeah, we're we're going to be doing everything we usually do, only we're going to be doing it in Green Bay. And that whole week, we'll probably be having meetups and get-togethers and mock drafts and parties and fun times. And then the three days of the actual draft, who knows? We have to figure that out once the Packers and the NFL give some kind of indication of how things are going to be set up. But we'll be there. We'll be there all week long. It is going to be one huge party, I can tell you that. And not just from us. I'm just talking about the Packers and Green Bay. I mean, can you imagine? People get out in front, you know, tailgating-wise, when it comes to a football game, what, three, four hours before the game? Man, this week in Green Bay for the draft, people are going to be driving in in their RVs like, like on Monday and just like camping and waiting all week long. Let's go, man. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. Josh, thanks again, man. Do you think they go defensive line with one of their first three picks? I hope so. I really hope so. I know there's a couple guys, um, two of them are from Texas, that I really like in that regard. I really think a lot of it's going to be driven by what they feel they have as far as the guys already on hand and how they fit schematically with what Halfley wants to do, etc. But yeah, I would suspect there's a good chance that happens. Andrew, what's going on? As a UGA fan with a Stokes jersey, I'm pulling for him like crazy, but woof, we need depth. Also, I think we got to get starters slash depth on the O-line. Go Pack Go, Bears still suck. I agree on the O-line thing. However, here's my one kind of caveat there. As far as, like, if they don't take someone, you know everyone's going to be like, oh, my gosh, they didn't take an offensive lineman. Although I don't think they did last year either for the first time in, like, 10 years or whatever. But, you know, remember... They know what they have in the building way better than anybody else, especially media people sitting on the outside, fans and what have you. Um, I'll never forget the first day of padded practices this past camp when Rasheed Walker was doing one-on-ones. I tweeted it out. I was like, Rasheed Walker looks good? Because he had done, like, nothing his rookie year. He had, I think, what, three special team snaps? But other than that... You know, he was pretty nondescript that rookie training camp. Didn't think much about his prospects of even being the top backup, let alone getting all that starting time he ended up getting. But, yeah, like instantly he jumped off the field as someone who had really grown and improved. You know, and the Packers obviously have a better handle on that kind of thing than anybody sitting on the outside. So while I agree with you regarding O-line, there may be guys that they love in the building that were just not, you know, versed in because we don't get the same kind of exposure and the ability to watch these guys day in and day out as the staff does. Uncultured, what's going on, man? Pack will probably draft D in the first round again. And for once, I'm all for it. New DC needs some new tools. Yeah, at 25, I don't really care if it's offense or defense. I just want a good football player. And I know longtime watchers of this channel will under, you know, you'll know that's what I always say. And you're probably sick of it, but it's true. And I just want a football player with a high ceiling that, you know, we're able to utilize that fifth round, fifth year option on. You know, for a long time, the, the fifth year option came along and the Packers almost never utilized it because they just had some like guys who just did not hit their ceilings. I want good football players going to be around for a long time that we can keep around and build around as core members of the team. I don't care if it's an offensive player or a defensive player. That's where I'm at. 
your mileage may vary. All right, everybody. I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Patreon members, carry the G Club members. Don't forget, we got happy hour at the top of the hour. We're going to talk all the things green and gold, obviously, but we'll also discuss what's going on in Indy next week. Looking for a little meetup action. We'll see what's going on there in Indianapolis. Uh, I'm in, I fly in on Monday. I'm there through Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So join me in the happy hour at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight. We'll chat about that, the Packers, what have you. Thanks a lot, everybody. Please hit like, hit subscribe, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 